You are listening every weekend, your can recap of all things Ember. This is episode 47. I'm Chase McCarthy. And I'm Jonathan Jackson, and we're here to keep you in the Ember Run Loop. We're broadcasting from Hash Rocket HQ, and today's episode is called Hardcore Parkour. It's an office reference. So this past week, Martin Fecky from ThoughtWorks put out a blog post called Ember Data for the Curious, and in it he kind of... He covers a bunch of uh, really cool Ember data things, uh, maybe some reasons to use JSON API, uh, like why that's a good decision. And then uh, and then he goes through uh, some of the anatomy of kind of what happens when you do a find record. And I really enjoyed this blog post for a number of reasons. Um, it was clear, uh, it gave a really good idea of kind of, you know, why and when it might be, you know, uh, useful uh, if you're if you're working with Ember data. And uh, and then he goes into the details of the find record, and he actually has a cool graph that kind of helps simplify uh, some of the ideas, some like the ordering um, and what is responsible for what, specifically around adapters and serializers, which I think is a common source of confusion for people coming to Ember Data, especially from other places where there might be uh, similar terms uh, like AMS or something like that. You might you might use a serializer and adapter in a different way. Um, so this is a really cool thing. I really enjoyed reading this. Yeah, it was nice. Uh, I think that it kind of helps solidify some, you know, just a, a mental picture that I had. Um, I, we've been messing around with it enough now that I think we, we have a grasp, but, um, but sometimes it's nice to just get it all laid out. Yeah. I really like seeing graphs in a blog post like this. Uh, like I said, uh, maybe a few weeks ago, I really enjoy seeing kind of a big overview and a lot of times a graph is necessary, uh, for me to kind of put all the pieces in my head in the right order in the right place. Uh, so yeah, I, I definitely agree with you. I think, I think that that's pretty, I, I've been, I've been seeing more and more uh, graphs around Ember data and I think this is a pretty good one. So uh, I will likely be using this at some point in some presentation that I give on Ember data, the, the graph. Um, so yeah, really great blog post, definitely worth a, uh, worth a read. And uh, if you get a second, you should uh, sneak away and, and check it out. Also last week, Blint already had a blog post, a uh, really short, just an example of how to um, kind of fake out Tori's resolver for the uh, the application adapter. And uh, he, he did this mostly because, uh, I guess it's an aesthetic thing, the fact that in order for Tori to work this way, he would have to have named his Google OAuth uh, adapter application.js, and that's not a very descriptive name. Um, so this is just an example of how to make the file name the right thing. Um, and then just import it into the place that the resolver is currently looking for it. So it's a really uh, quick snippet, kind of like a, a TIL. Yeah, and, you know, I, I really like those quick snippets. Um, uh, we obviously our blog post is a 500 word limit, um, so we're kind of both uh, on board with with that style. And I'm seeing more and more where uh, there's these uh, quick uh, insights into, especially Ember has a lot of like interesting, like oh that's cool, I didn't know I could do that. Um, in this particular case, he's basically uh, he he even said that you know it took him a long time to kind of come up with a solution, but. Uh, the solution ended up being just a little bit of knowledge of the resolver and how it actually works was enough to, you know, rename one file and it just it's just going to work or export the right thing from a specific file. Uh, and I think that's the kind of thing I like to see in these like smaller blog posts that aren't really long form. They're not really necessarily telling you a whole story. They're telling you like, oh, hey, check this this particular thing out. So I really enjoy that format and uh, which is why we're covering it. And I think we have one other that is uh, kind of similar. Um, I really like that format, and also in this particular case, it's kind of showcasing this this knowledge, this um, understanding of the resolver, 
which um, I thought was you know pretty cool. It's a nice insight. Uh, definitely worth your time to check out. Um, and obviously tune into Blint Airdy stuff like all the time because you know Rock and Roll Ember JS and stuff. So definitely really cool. You might have heard us talk about Ember Concurrency a few times now. I think we've mentioned it maybe on uh, a few episodes, one or two, maybe maybe more. Uh, we definitely mentioned it at uh, one of the um, global Ember meetups. Uh, but Ember Concurrency is kind of a way to get uh, a cleaner way to, to write async code with cancelable behavior. So Promises right now, and, and Chase, you can talk a little bit more about this in a second. Um, promises right now really don't allow you to cancel things, and that causes uh, a lot of problems for, for certain things. It's, like, it's not outlined in, this, in the A-plus spec, I believe. Uh, so this is kind of an endeavor to find a nice, clean way to write a lot of uh, asynchronous code. And uh, Alex Machner just released a new website called ember-concurrency.com, and it has... Uh, kind of an intro uh it's a it's an ember app and it has an intro to uh a couple of a couple of examples of how it how of it working uh live on that site and then uh kind of an outline of why you might want to use it and then also some links to the actual repository so uh i thought it was really cool um it definitely looks pretty pretty snazzy yeah they got a they got a bunch of really cool like word word effects that i'm gonna pull and I think we need to have like a Ember Weekend marquee across the page. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Ember Ember marquee, yeah. I, we can call it Ember marquee. I'm sure that's already taken. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> There's 2,000 add-ons now in the add-on. Yeah, I saw that. That was cool. So yeah, this this library is really cool. It uh, it also uses the uh, generator syntax, which you might not have seen. Um, so that's where you know it has a function star, and then internally it's a yielding. So uh, there, in, internally, there's reasons why why he chose to do it this way. So, you know, check out the site if you're interested in that. But yeah, this this basically solves the cancelable thing, which is needed if you're trying to do this in, say, a component, and the component's going to be showing for a little bit and then go away. And you don't want those, like, callbacks to be trying to update state for something that's not even seen anymore. So um, there's, there's some things that, like, under the hood this does for you that makes async code you know, just much easier. Yeah, and we we came up with just a few places you might want to, you know, consider using this animations, games, <laughs> live live time ago in words. We uh we add that in a uh, in a demo app for an Emberjacks meetup, um where we wanted just uh anytime you would post something periodically we wanted uh the the updated at to to retrigger as long as the thing was on the page. So every minute or so it would update and say, oh, it's uh. 60 seconds ago, oh, it's two minutes ago, oh, it's 20 an hour ago, et cetera. Um, so, yeah, there, that's just a few use cases for it, but obviously there's, like, you know, <laughs> practically limitless uh, opportunities to use it. So, um, yeah, I thought it was pretty cool. And you just ran into a problem with the uh, cancel, not being able to cancel a promise in in, uh, in another project, right? Yeah, we were doing a, uh, a React Native app, and it, uh, it basically, you know, the we're using fet- the Fetch API, which... Uh, it returns a promise, um, which is great and all. And I was like, okay, I know how to use promises from you know from my Ember experience. This is gonna be great. And then uh, it turned out we had you know it's an iOS app, and you could you know click a different tab while the other one's still loading. And we have to cancel that, and it's not easy to do. Um, and it's not something built into the Fetch API. Um, it's not something built into Promises. And there's like this debate as to whether it should be built in and what what would that look like. And on the surface, it's simple. You're like, well, what I want to be able to do is just call cancel on the promise that I get back. But the problem becomes, what do I do if somebody tries to attach now to that promise after the fact? Do they, if, they, if, they, if they attach a um, then or a catch, 
you know, what, what gets called? Do you have to add a new cancel hook? Finally, most likely should get called, but do you, do you resolve it? Do you catch it? Does it count as an error? Or do you, have, do you have to have a new thing called a canceled or something? So there's a, just a bunch of weird things that have to like, you know, happen in order for this to be supported. So there are libraries out there like uh, Bluebird that are trying to, you know, get this working and, and do it in a way that's, you know, like experiment and see which way works best um, pragmatically. Um, but we'll see whether that makes it into the spec. Yeah, I, I don't know. I was I was really interested. Uh, I was I was uh, doing a little try pairing and kind of watching over your shoulder on Friday. Uh, looked really interesting, um, but definitely not an easy problem to solve. So uh, it's really cool to see something in the Ember space come up to try to help um, with with this kind of issue. Yeah. February the 27th, uh, there's going to be another global Ember meetup, which um, we're going to participate in. And I'm really excited about this. It's episode three of season two. I like how uh, we're, we're already uh, prepping for syndication or something. I don't know. We got, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, uh, I'm re- it's, really ex- it's really exciting. Um, we have like uh, an amazing uh, lineup for this upcoming week. So uh, I, I'm really excited about it. Yeah, there's, I, I think there's a little bit of everything we've talked about over the last like month in here. So this thing is going to cover everything from Ember CLI Deploy, which we love and we use all the time, and then Ember Engines, which we talked about recently. Dan Gebhardt's going to present that, so that's going to be great. And then in the next is Fastboot. Yeah, Fastboot's going to be awesome. Uh, it's by Tom Dale. I think he he'll just have been maybe he maybe he's still there, but he just did a uh, a talk out in Cluj, Romania. Our friend uh, Taylor Mock is out there uh, and actually went to that conference. Apparently, it was only 10 euros for the ticket. That sounds <laughs> right. like an amazing conference. You really get get a lot out of your conference budget in Romania. Yeah, seriously. Uh, so that was really cool. So anyways, uh, he's going to be presenting. I'm hoping he gives a similar talk so that we can kind of get a little bit more uh, info in the fast boot area. Um, but that'll be really awesome. And then, uh, and obviously, that's Tom Dale. So, you know, talks are going to be pretty cool. Um, and then uh, Ember Electron. Uh, Felix Riesberg from Microsoft, which is going to be really cool. Uh, I'm actually really interested in Ember Electron just because I, I think that it kind of fills a need. Yeah, I know where you're coming from. I think Electron's really going to help um, with this problem we've had for like a long time where like cross-platform apps tend to look terrible. Yeah, yeah like, exactly. You know, like, like installing a, what is it, X server or something for Mac and then having like, you know, that kind of this crappy mix of a Linux and Mac GUI is just terrible. Yeah, non-retina, yeah. So I'm really just hoping that, like, Electron, like, you know, every app I've seen written in that style, like Node WebKit or, you know, or Electron, um, they just, they look amazing. Like, uh, you know, Popcorn Time was uh, Node WebKit. Um, I know I've seen, um, I, I can't remember what it was, the League of Legends, maybe Loader was uh, was also uh, Node WebKit. Yeah, that sounds legit. So, yeah, there's a lot of applications I've seen that they just, they, they look nice. They look really native. Um, and you, you know, you don't sacrifice a lot for getting, you know, a completely cross-platform offline app. So yeah, it's going to be really cool. I'm super excited about that talk. Uh, and then finally, a friend of the show, Katie Gengler is going to present on Ember Try. I think this might be her, her like third time, um, being featured on Global Ember Meetup. Uh, and I'm really excited to see all the work that's been done there in Ember Try. We've talked recently, I think she just added NPM support and a uh, took the preliminary fast boot. Yeah, stuff. and then took the took the first initiatives towards the fast boot support. So uh, it's going to be really cool to see uh, see all the progress made there. So uh, definitely tune in. That's going to be next Saturday, uh, the twenty seventh of February, uh, at noon Eastern time, right? <laughs> yes, <laughs> Eastern time. 
So we mentioned that, you know, there's been a couple of little uh, TIL kind of blog posts, uh, really small micro blog posts. And this was one of them we saw. Uh, it was by Romina Vargas at uh, Dockyard. And it's uh, about defaults in Ember. So specifically uh, Ember data. So this is, you know, when you pass a default value to a property or to an adder in Ember data. So I've only ever done, you know, just a, a plain like false, true, maybe a string or something. Yeah. And bo Booleans, Booleans work as you'd expect. There's like support for those. So they, they actually do the right thing. It's specifically around objects and arrays that... Right. Now, and objects are weird. That was something we only learned about when we did live coding at some point. And somebody recommended this. Um, you can actually um, say that the type is object and it will serialize to JSON to the server. Um, or if you give it a transform, it will, um, you know, you, you get a hook where you can basically turn it into what the server needs and whatever type that is. Um, but in the case of um, specifically in default value, I've only ever given a string or true or false, something like that. But you can apparently also give it a function, which allows you to do some like, you know, maybe you want the default value to change over time or you need it to base it off of other properties that are already set on the model. Um, so uh, this is the hook you would use that. And this uh, example was basically how to get around uh, some some problem with uh, default value. Yeah. So if you set if you set an object on in a, in a default value, just like default value colon uh, object, the first time you do it, you'll be like, oh yeah, I got it. And then um, when you uh, when you go to reference it in another uh, oh when you go to create another record, it's the same thing. So so yeah, when you when you go to create a record, you'll get the the default object. But then if you create another record uh, of the same type. That object from the first, like in this case, it's person in the in the example she gives. It it already has it because of some inheritance stuff, and she shows how that's actually kind of a behavior of uh, JavaScript. And she gives an example in a in a POJO of uh, of it behaving the exact same way. So it's not really a problem with Ember so much; it's just uh, an issue with how this behavior works in JavaScript. Um, and the way to get around it is just to give the adder a uh, a default value function. Uh, and just return uh, an object there, and that way, when you need when it when it gives you a default value, it'll give you a brand new object. Uh, so that was pretty cool. So definitely, uh, definitely a blog post uh, worth your time. This uh, was a little bit more in depth than the Blint Arity one, but it's the same kind of principle. It's like let me show you one concept, and you know, uh, you know, here's some insight into some problem that you might experience. And I think that format is like really, really powerful. So uh, this is definitely worth your time. Uh, I always love the stuff that Dockyard puts out. Yeah, I was, uh, I was thinking that this blog post probably came out of like five hours of frustration of not yeah. knowing why a specific behavior was happening yeah, yeah, and yeah. then finally going like, I don't want anybody to suffer this again. Yeah, I've seen I've seen blog posts like that. I've written blog posts like that. That's, uh, yeah, definitely a, a, a severe motivator when you just pull your hair out, you know, and then, <laughs> oh yeah, I'm going to write a blog post so that no one has to deal with it again. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So check it out. Thanks for listening to Ember Weekend. If you'd like to follow along, visit us at emberweekend.com. Or you can find us at Ember Weekend, all one word, on Twitter or subscribe via RSS. I'm Chase McCarthy. And I'm Jonathan Jackson. And we'll see you next weekend.